Are you in the mood? Hi, I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 403, Add a Touch of Romance to Your Home. And uh, we've talked about this a lot, Kelly. I think this is something that we both really like to do is make our homes romantic. Yeah, but it romantic has a broad sort of brush stroke in my house. I don't really do a lot of frills, which people might traditionally think is romantic. Um, and, you know, just the, the stereotypical romantic things. I think that you can have a touch of romance in, in a lot of ways and maybe some ways people haven't thought of that we're going to talk about today. Well, and I'm thinking about when somebody does something romantic for you. This is really about your house romancing you. Oh, that's nice. See? Yeah, because to me, the romance is about making somebody feel loved and special. And so what we're talking about today is doing things to your home so that your home makes everyone that comes into your house feel loved and special. Does oh, that sound well nice? Put. Yeah. So. Good one. Yes. And um, we're each going to go through some particular items and some general ideas about how you can do this and how it's really easy to add the romance. And you maybe, you know, this is a good time of the year, of course, but maybe you're craving this at any time of the year. As Anita said, if, if your house can make you feel special and loved, well, that's certainly a uh, decorating style to strive for. Right. And of course, we are going over this now because Valentine's Day is around the corner. And so we thought, what better time to address this than now? And we've both selected, like Kelly said, some things that we feel like will help make your home rom more romantic. And we've, we will be including links in our show notes to all of the items we've selected. Would you like to start, Kelly? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Here is... Um one that's sort of obvious, but let's kick off with it. And um, I want to explain something to you about these candles. Now, you wouldn't say, oh, wow, Kelly, thanks so much for that tip. <laughs> I'm adding romance to candles. But here's the it thing. It seems like an obvious one. I'm, seems I'm obvious. It does. But here's the thing. I am going to, excuse the pun, shed some light on oh, how boy. to choose non-toxic candles because the last thing you want to do is add some toxic fumes to your home because that is not adding romance, okay? So I find that when I shop for candles, there are so many candles out there. You know, how do you know? And there are so many claims out there. And how do you know? Um, and, you know, people are allowed to say certain things about their candles, but you have to dig a little deeper to know whether or not you're getting the good stuff. So um, since I'm kicking off with candles, we're going to get a little lesson in choosing non-toxic candles. Um, so what are you going to look for? One of the first things you need to look for is the wick, which is not something I've ever would have thought about. Um, your wick needs to be 100% cotton or wood. Cherry wood wicks are particularly good because they don't uh, – creates that sooty residue. You know, sometimes you're burning a candle and it gets all black on the inside. That's well, you a telltale can also, sign. You can also cut them shorter and that helps that in that. Right. No, very good. You were reading my mind. 
oh, width is gonna... also not good if it's too long right. or if it's too short. So if it's mm-hmm. too long, you're going to get that extra burn and that's not so good. And if it's too short, it doesn't have the opportunity to release the fragrance and also might just extinguish itself. Now, metal wicks are really not so great, uh, particularly several years ago, they were not so great because guess what they had in them? Lead. Ugh. Not good. Right, but that was been outlawed. So supposedly that's not going on anymore. But I would just stay away from metal wicks if you can. So now if you're buying a candle from a company that's going the distance and having a hundred percent cotton or a wood wick, they're gonna tell you that. So you'll be probably be able to read that on the package. The next thing you're gonna look for is the wax, the type of wax. Paraffin and petroleum wax is produce chemicals. You do not want either one of those. And you also don't want a blend because the blends sometimes have paraffin in them. So you want to choose a clean burning soy wax or beeswax and make sure it says 100% because if it doesn't say 100%, it's probably blended with paraffin, the paraffin, excuse me. And then um, the naturally de- derived wax or sustainable wax, those are other words you could look for on the packaging. And then lastly, the fragrance. Now, apparently there are not very stringent rules on what candle companies have to say about fragrance. They can just say fragrance. So then what do you, how do you know? So you want to look for 100% naturally derived essential oils and phthalate free. I think I'm saying that right. And then you'll know that your fragrance is really going to be non-toxic. And I have an example of a candle company that's doing just that. It's actually one out of California. It's called Pure Plant Home. And they have lots of really delicious sounding scents. One that I like is ginger, vanilla, coconut. And for six ounce, uh, you get a 40 hour burn for only $20. So that's a candle that you will know will be non-toxic in your house. Wow. Well, thanks for the education. And I think it's just the way it is these days, you really have to read labels. Uh, you've got to know what's in things because there's so many bad uh, bad actors out there, uh, unhealthy ingredients, and so many things that you're buying for your house and your home and for your body. Uh, there's plenty of healthy alternatives. So do read those labels uh, and on the candles. Absolutely. <laughs> Leave it to me to take the romance out of buying yes, a candle. Yes, I was going to say that was not a, a romantic lot of information. Chat, but, but thank you. <laughs> but for honestly, that. you don't want to have toxic candles. That's not romantic. Okay. Well, let's go on to something romantic for the bedroom. Oh, alrighty. I have uh, found some beautiful velvet bedding, duvet cover, pillows. Uh, these are at Ballard Designs, and I'll include a link to them. But uh, I just think there's nothing more luxurious than having velvet bedding and, uh, you know, on your bed. I just think it's so beautiful. And, you know, if, if if you were trying to save money, you don't have to buy the duvet cover. You can just get a pillow or two. And, you know, if you don't like the ones I'm sharing here, you can always get a velvet pillow somewhere else. But this bedding comes in a kind of a light gray or a cornflower blue. So it's really, it's really beautiful. Just solid color. So you could mix in whatever you wanted with it. I recently bought from West Elm a crushed velvet duvet cover. It's kind of, and was champagne colored. And I bought three euros to go along with it. 
And I was, well, here's the thing. I don't know what to do. Maybe you guys can suggest what I should do. The the euros, they kept saying they were going to come. I bought this before Christmas. And then they were going to come January 1st. And they were going to come January 10th. And then finally, they just gave up the ship and said, you know what? They're, we're never getting these. <laughs> you are, you are never going to have these. I, and, this this is such a deja vu. Vu. This is when I was in uh, high school and I wanted the canopy bed. And my <laughs> yeah. dad ordered it from Sears. And then at some point we found out it's never coming. It's never coming. I'm it's sorry. It's never coming. You're excited about it and it's never coming. Yeah, I was so bummed because here I had the duvet sitting there still in the package and, you know, comes wrapped up in the ribbon and whatnot. And I was like, well, I'm not going to open it until the Euro Shams come. And then one day oh. I'll just redo my whole bed and I'm going to be so oh, excited. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's perfect for the winter. Meanwhile, it's going to start getting hot here again any minute. Um, so what do I do? I really still like it. So do I not have the matching sham, the, you know, the matching Euros? Well, Okay. No. Well, so here's the thing. I, I think if you, that's kind of could be your neutral on the bed. Yeah. And then if you're going to do that, then I would get to, you know, your euros that let's say, I know you don't like blue. I don't know. What color would you like? Well, I have them in, I already have velvet gray ones from Ikea, the big euros. And but, so I could but, keep those. Right. But if you, okay. So if you do gray, then I think to make this look like it's not a mistake. You need to put something else gray on there at the well, foot of the I bed. Have like this, a, well, I do have like this a, great lumbar pillow that has the champagne and grays in it. Oh, well, there you go. And then you can put something gray, a gray pro mm-hmm. or folded up uh, something. I have that already. I have a gray at pillow. The foot of, well, then you're, what's the problem, honey? I guess I'm good. But you know what? I, I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe I should just return it. I don't know. But now you're well, talking about this, Velvet. I think I'll keep it. Well, put it all together and then see if you like it. And then I didn't want to unfold it in case they didn't want to take it back. Okay. But I think they have to take it back. Because put it together. Totally take a picture. Me on my sham. And then post it for all of us to see. And then we'll okay. tell you what we think. All right. That sounds good. Okay. So talking about bedroom things, I have a bedroom thing too. How about mm-hmm. vintage sheets? Oh, now, yes. I know I'm talking to the choir here saying this to Anita, but- if you haven't experienced vintage sheets, and you know, I'm not really talking about the kind that I might pick up at the Rose Bowl by diving in a box or something like that. And you're like, oh, that has a stain on it, but we can work around it. No, these are going to be pristine and perfect. Um, they are vintage sheets. You can use them as intended. You can use them to toss over a sofa or a chair. You can use them as a tablecloth. They have, each one of them is different. Each one of them has some stitching and each one of them does have a monogram. Uh, it's probably not going to be yours, uh, but that would be amazing. Um, and they run $149 for sheets that kind of range in size. You know, it's vintage, so you're not going to be able to get the exact mm-hmm. size. Um, but you're talking, so- you're not talking about the old homespun, really kind of thick ones. You're talking about newer ones that are just a very thin. No, one, I'm talking about ones from Paris flea markets, my dear. Oh yeah, well that's well, but there's both there, right? So those are. Well, and I have a, several of these that you're talking about that are very fine linen. They're thin and they're monogrammed. But here's the thing. If you find some like this and it does have stains or some problem with it, if you sew, you can cut off the monogram and make a gorgeous pillow. Oh, yes, you can. But I think these are all 
going to be perfect mm, in condition. Nice. So I'll put the link in the show notes to those $149 each. And, you know, you'll just have to sort of be happy with what you get and, you know, kind of like a vintage find. Uh, and I, they all look like they would be stunning and you would love them all. Yeah. So, so that could which, be a really romantic thing because you're adding a little history um, and you're adding something that was once loved and, and who, you know, maybe buy the person with those initials and then maybe somebody else without those initials after them probably been passed from hand to hand and now they're in your home. And that really will add a touch of romance. Now, a lot of times these vintage and antique sheets are not going to have a standard size written on them, twin, full, King, oh, yeah. California King. So you're, but if you're buying them someplace online, for example, it, they usually have, let's say you were finding them on Etsy or eBay, for example, uh, usually the dimensions are there. So just check the dimensions and make sure they're going to work for your space. And I use these antique sheets sometimes like a uh, coverlet on, on beds. Right. So really I like that to, idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it just needs to cover the mattress down to your bed skirt. Um, or you can tuck it in, but it just needs to cover that the mattress, not necessarily the foundation. And then the other thing I wanted to mention about these antique or you know monogrammed French sheets is that it's they are not just for your bed. Sometimes they're quite nice to use on a table as well. Right? Yeah. Tablecloth is great. Um, lo- would just be darling. I'm picturing in a little girl's room, maybe if she has two twin beds. You know, like you're set up, Anita, but with the three beds. I mean, uh, most vintage sheets that you get, particularly the ones in the sizes, uh, the link I'm going to put in the show notes, between 50 and 70 wide and 60 and 108 long, they would all be well big enough to fit over a twin. Just so True. darling. Well, right. And I actually had sh- a vintage sheets on those beds at one point and just had the duvets folded up at the foot of the bed at one point. So uh, I did exactly that in that room. And that's, I think it's a beautiful look. So I'm so, I'm so with you on that. I think that's a great idea. And my next idea is something that I think looks very cozy and romantic, but also is something that is useful to have. And that is a bathtub caddy. Do you have one of those on your tub? I don't because I don't really take baths. Well, I didn't used to, but I've started doing them, taking baths maybe six months ago. And I'm thinking, where has this been all of my life? I've mm-hmm. had the tub. I've always had a tub. I don't know why I wasn't because there's it's so relaxing. And I have one of these uh, in the tub. It's so nice because you can put a book in there or oh, I, I love the whole idea of it. Oh, and I yeah. have done you, it in the past, but mm-hmm. I think ever since I have children, I have never done that. <laughs> right. And then downstairs, that tub is not, it, we have a clawfoot tub downstairs in the, I call it the powder room. Obviously it has a tub in it, but we don't use that one because there's no bedrooms down there. And mm-hmm. I actually have the tray, the tray caddy down there uh, just because it looks charming, just to kind of look it's just kind of cool to kind of look back there and go, oh, look at the tub tray. And there's a book in there. But no one's actually Wait, could you say there. that one more time? <laughs> I didn't. I did notice it when I was in there, you know. Of course I took note of it. It's very romantic. I will see. And if I was a person that took baths, I would want to steal that and use it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think they look great. And, and you know, you can put your – I'm not going to use it for my phone, but people sometimes do. Because I'm yeah, always no, afraid I wouldn't do that either. In. Oops, 
Or the blow no. dryer. Bad idea. Oh, no. The, no, no. And never, <laughs> never, never. never I did not info. say you should do that. I said you shouldn't do it. No, I mean, and yeah, well, correct. I mean, if you were to put your phone there, make sure it's not plugged in. But I wouldn't even put an unplugged plugged in phone uh, because if it falls in the water, then you've ruined your phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and if it's plugged say- in, then you've got a much worse problems. You so. do. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. That's something that uh, you shouldn't be having in the tub. And here's something some people would think you shouldn't have inside. Fruit trees. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think bringing nature in is very romantic. Again, you know, it's not necessarily your frilly type of roughly romantic stereotypical thought, but don't you think bringing nature into your house is just so romantic? I do. I love that idea. Yeah. So we always talk about cut things and branches and flowers and whatnot, and we've talked about house plants, but I don't think we've ever really talked about fruit trees, and particularly for people that are in a cold winter uh, climate. This might be just the ticket. Um, You're going to look for a dwarf variety. So you don't want something that's going to get gigantic and grow really out of your pot. But you do want to start with a nice size pot. And you want to get a plant that, or a little tree that is a self-pollinator because you don't want it to have to have other trees to, you know, get the fruit going. And so a great choice for that is a Meyer lemon. Now, Meyer lemon, if people aren't familiar with it, is a very uh, much deeper yellow lemon. It's sweeter. They seem a little squishier at the market. In fact, a couple of days ago, maybe maybe by the time you listen to this, maybe a week or 10 days ago, I put a photo on my Instagram with some flowers and some Meyer lemons just sort of tossed on my dining room table. And I got so many comments on it and there was a whole conversation started about Meyer lemons. Oh, I see them at the market, but they always look squishy. So I didn't buy them, but they're so pretty and they smell so good. And, you know, people talking about how they use them and whatnot. So Meyer lemons are gorgeous. Um, You do have to get them sort of right away because they ripen a little bit quicker in a bowl than regular lemons. But that would be an amazing dwarf variety fruit tree to bring inside. They do need a lot of light. So you need your sunniest window. And they do like to be... Even though they grow here very well and they grow in other Mediterranean climates very well where it's drier, uh, indoors, I think the um, the thought is they like to be a little uh, more humid. So you would probably miss them with one of those little plastic bottles with a spritzy on it or a glass bottle with a spritzy on it. Um, And the Myers are good too because they they take less heat to ripen. Um, So I'm going to put a link to... um, uh, also an article that I found with recipes for Meyer lemons because so many people were asking about how do you use them. And there's a recipe in there for Meyer lemon risotto, which I just think looks so good. Um, but that could be a really wonderful thing to bring a touch of romance to your house, particularly during the winter. Oh, I think that's such a great idea. I love the idea of bringing a fruit tree in. And I have to say, I had some friends over Saturday and to make the house pretty. I got some crocus plants and some cyclamen plants for the tables and the grape hyacinth bulbs uh, for the kitchen and not fruit trees, but I'm just saying having these live plants in the house was just so beautiful. And it just felt like such a luxurious thing to have these live plants in the house. And it just kind of just made me so happy. And, uh, you know, as we've said before, it's it's about the cost of a cut 
cut flowers, but they'll last a little bit longer. They won't last forever. But if you have some fruit trees like you're talking about, if you take care of them, they could last a long time. And you can oh, get yeah. some fruit. They could last a long time. Oh, with your bulbs, if you got the bulbs, you could t- take them and plant them outside. Oh, I, for well, next I'm year. thinking about it. Yes. I think that's a great so idea. So how was your party? I forgot to ask you. Well, it was wonderful. We had some, I had some tea, a tea party here for some friends in the neighborhood and we had a great time. Good and, for you. Yeah, but you know, I always start out saying, oh, I'm just going to serve, you know, just one or two things. And, you know, it, and if I'm doing it the next day, then maybe it is just one or two things. But the longer it is between when I say I'm having people over to when I actually have them, then it kind of doubles, triples, quadruples what I'm going to be serving. <laughs> so I can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. You it's are terrible. so not a bag of chips girl, my friend. You cannot just open a bag of chips and pour them in a bowl. Like you're going to, if you're going to do it, you're going to really do it. And that's, I'm sure everyone can have an absolutely wonderful time. I had some pictures, so I'll try to, uh, Oh, good. Post on those. Yeah. So it was fun. fun. Okay. So my next item is called the La Parisienne Faux Fur Throw from Soft Surroundings. And this one comes, I think, in a couple of colors. And the one, I think it's in a white or a blue, but uh, I don't have this one. I have their Snow Leopard Throw, but it is, it is the throw that everyone fights for when it's cold in the house. So these faux fur throws, that's hard to say, from soft surroundings are so cozy and inviting. I mean, just the thought of sitting around the fire with that on, on a cold night, very cozy, very romantic. And even when you're not using it, just seeing it sitting there on your ottoman or draped across the back of your sofa, I think will just kind of make you smile and just feel all, you know, warm and, and, and loved. And incredibly romantic. I think so. Well, well, I have one. uh, Gosh, I got that years ago at Pottery Barn, and it's it it's exact same color as Emmett, my dog, and (laughs) I have it on the back of the sofa. In part, I must say, to protect the sofa from my furry friends, but they love that. That's why they like to sit up there and look at the world. And he can sort of camouflage. Sometimes you have to say, "Is Emmett there?" Oh, I didn't see him. Oh, yeah, he's there. It's so cute. Um, but speaking of Emmett, okay, I found a candlestick. Now I know I did candles before, but that is candles, you know, that you would have that would come in their own self jar or something like that. Now I'm talking about a taper candle holder and I encourage everyone to do what I've been doing pretty much my whole adult life is burn some candles every night at dinner and it will, it will definitely change the mood. And I mean, nothing does like candlelight, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you put a candle on and it changes everything. Mm-hmm. It totally True. changes the mood. Um, so anyway, the Emmett Antique Brass Taper Candle Holder, now they're selling them as a onesie, not a pair, uh, but it's pretty inexpensive, twenty two ninety five for the one. It's just about 12 inches Is tall. it named after your Emmett? It is named after my dog, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it has this really lovely classic shape. And then it's in this really nice warm gold finish. But the the shape is not too ornate. So it also feels really modern. So I think it's a really, really nice taper to have. And if you don't have any or you want to mix it in, I love mixing the metals all together or even mixing metal with some crystal ones that I have. So that you might want to take a look at this one. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. And then of course, where do you go get your taper candles, ladies? Trader Joe's. 
So for under $3, you can get a whole bunch of candles and be very happy and change the mood. And that is where I got all my plants, was Trader Joe's. I'm sure you did. Those grape hyacinth bulbs, they thought they were fake. They were so beautiful. Wow. I don't know if mine has that. I haven't been there in about a week or so. Oh, my goodness. It was a square wooden planter just crammed full of these bulbs. It was so beautiful. I mean, it's it's still blooming beautifully. Okay. So you're talking about candles and candlelight and my next item, not candles, but but light, fire, and that is a jewel, jewel, gel fuel tabletop fireplace. Have you seen these? No. Just kind of like a bowl. And I guess you I mean, I've gel- seen them for outside. Is it for outside? Yeah, this is for outside. This is for, I wouldn't okay. do this inside. <laughs> 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 don't take it into the don't put it on your bath caddy please no 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 well i know it, with your phone like, and your this, blow dryer and but this your, is and yeah no yeah yeah yeah. no put this outside but like you know your back porch it, but the, that's a beautiful thing about these gel uh things that the gel fire the tabletop fire bowls is that you can put them on your table on your back porch you don't need to build this fire pit you know right. out in your yard but you can have this beautiful you know, it's really, you're really only going to enjoy it when it's lit. But I mean, how nice to have that on a cold night, to have yeah. that on your back porch with some friends sitting around uh, enjoying a nice meal. I think it would just be so romantic and beautiful. And you have the feeling of this, basically, it's like an outdoor fireplace but or a fire pit without the expense. Is it big or it's little? Well, it's I don't know. The, the size of this one, I think is, I, I'm trying to think of the one I picked. I think this one is maybe about 13, 14 inches in diameter. Yeah, so that's super right big. for the top yeah. of the table. Yeah. Oh, so this is making me think of my fireplace and I have to update everyone. Remember I was telling you about, I think I did it as a crush, that crate and barrel candle holder that I got that goes in the fireplace because my fireplace doesn't work. Do you remember me talking about that? Crickets, crickets. Do you remember? Who remembers? I said- Oh, you said, uh, did you say something? I didn't hear you. I said, yes. I see people raising their hand out there. Okay. So, and then I told you I bought the glass shards to put in the Mm -hmm. bottom Uh, of it. mm -hmm. Okay. I finally did it over the weekend, right before the Super Bowl started. I got it going. It looks really good. I'm so pleased with it. Oh, So, you know, it's not- Again, pictures, please. I did. I took some pictures. It okay, is good. not, you know, a working fireplace, but I'm not sure I need a working fireplace because, you know, it's pretty hot here most of the time. Yeah, but and you so, have the and, fire going with the shards, right? Well, it's not fire. I just have the candles in there. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember, follow me. So I had the thing from Crate and Barrel. Well, I can't and- keep up with everything. So you, I put the Crate and Barrel ex- accordion-like expanding Oh, yes, I do remember. And then I got the battery operated Mm -hmm. on remote candle. So it takes nine candles, I think, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. eight candles. And then I bought the glass shards that you would put into a fireplace instead of a log set or something like that, just like I have outside. And I just spread them on the bottom and then, you know, just covered up the legs of the, the candle holder. And when I put the battery operated candles on, the 
um, glass, because some of it's a little metallic on one side, it's reflecting the light everywhere. It's oh, really nice. Great. Nice. Okay. So I'd forgotten that it doesn't actually, you don't have like a gel pot in there. Yeah, because it doesn't work mm-hmm. and I can't mm-hmm. have the fire inside it. And it, it was going to be some ridiculous amount of money to get it fixed. And mm-hmm. we thought we yeah. really wouldn't ever use it. So it's a great solution for somebody's in the same spot that I am, or maybe even somebody who has their fireplace. Um, and it, you know, it either doesn't work or you choose not to use it. Just take the log set out and then replace it with this. Because if you have a log set and you never turn it on, it's just going to look dark and brown and black in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So will you be sharing these pictures with us or were they just to have on your phone? They might have just been for my phone. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just take a picture. You're like, oh, that looks so good. Maybe There's I'll put always- Maybe I'll put it on my Instagram story. Yeah, there's talk of photos, but I rarely get to see them. There's talk. I send you texts with photos all the time. It's okay, you send me some time. party photos. I'll send you some fire fireplace okay. photos. Okay. Okay. My fifth one mm-hmm. is flowery, but it's something that will keep coming at least six times a year. Get yourself a subscription to Flower Magazine. Now, I dare say, no matter how well someone knows you, they might not get you that for Valentine's Day, so you might as well get it for yourself. So Flower Magazine is gorgeous. I love it. I treated myself to a subscription this year after we did our magazine episode. Mm, Remember that one? That was good. We could link that in here if somebody missed it. Um, We talked about some magazines that we really enjoy and that are still around, and Flower is one of them. Uh, It's just beautiful, and there's a lot of home decor in it. It isn't just about flowers or growing flowers or cutting flowers or designing flower arrangements. Mm -hmm. Great idea. I mean, that would be nice. uh, I've got to go look at that again. Uh, Yeah, you'd really like that. Is it kind of a gardening book or more like floral arrangement? No, that's what I'm saying. It really isn't gardening. It's that when you read, you know, their own description of themselves, it's home decor is the top line. Then it's about flowers. Then it's about flower design. Then it's about flower care and things like that. Nice. Oh. It's super pretty. Oh, well, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Okay. And it's six times a year. And let me just, oh, let me tell you how many it should cost. Let's say Mm -hmm. it's not very expensive at all. Um, Six issues for $19.99 right now, two years for $29.99. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. So my last item, I was thinking romance. What do you need in your house? I was kind of trying to think of just, since we just said we were going to each do five. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I really needed crystal in there somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I came up with a crystal chandelier. Oh, and well, the, yes. So the one I came up with is called the Fra- Fraser Empire Chandelier with Crystals. And this is from Wayfair. I'll include the link. And uh, it's it's not one of the – it's just kind of the one piece with mm-hmm. – um, it, it kind of makes a ball with the crystals. It's not – it doesn't have a bunch of uh, stems sticking up, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It kind of has the crystal shape into kind of a ball. So it's okay. the empire shape. And it's really beautiful. And I'm thinking you need a crystal chandelier, I think, at least someplace in your house, maybe in your – and if so, if you don't have it in your foyer, um, I mean, I have one in my – gosh, do I say this? I have one in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did just say it. I did. Did I say that out well, loud? I, think I, I mean, did. we already knew you had like a desk yeah. in your closet mm. and – I don't know. What else? A chair. Yeah, that's – yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Clothes. 
some perhaps some Kate Spade bags, things Maybe. like that. <laughs> yeah. That's okay that you have a crystal chandelier. I think it's joyous. I would celebrate okay. that. Yes. Okay. I would stick I I got a lot of those. And you can get them all in different sizes. And yes, that's really a fun place to put a crystal chandelier. And if you think it doesn't go with sort of the rest of your house or maybe whoever you live with is like, oh, I don't know about a crystal chandelier. Yeah. Put one in your closet. Put one in your powder room. Put one in a little spot where it will really make a big statement. Well, that's right. That's what I was thinking too. If you uh, don't want to Let's say you want to add a crystal chandelier, but you don't want to spend a lot of money. You can always go smaller and just put it in a small space like a bathroom or a closet or a hallway or something. And then also, if other people don't like crystal in your house, then again, if it's in your closet or your bathroom, maybe, you know, won't be bothering other people. But I think it's a beautiful accent to have really any place in your house. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I thought we'd talk about the hot topic of today. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Our topic for today is the 2020 HGTV Dream House, and that is uh, on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. And I thought we should uh, maybe talk about it a little bit. And I was interested to know what your thoughts were on the house. Well, hello. <laughs> my first thought is I didn't get invited back because, you know, I went well, to the HGTV Dream House last year, but you can't, I mean, they have to spread the love around. You can't get invited everywhere every time. But I did really enjoy it last year. And it was in, um, up in the Pacific Northwest, which was lovely. And the same guy, uh, Brian Patrick Flynn, uh, who decorated that house, has now decorated this year's dream house. And I think that he does it every year. And they probably have the same competition. Is that right, Anita? They give this house away ultimately, right? Yes, yes. They do that every time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you want me to say what I thought first? Well, I mean, you can just throw out some of your thoughts. I mean, uh well, I mean, what I can start with is just to tell uh, people that are listening that it's kind of a crafts, it has craftsman style touches, maybe low country craftsman style house would be the way I would describe it. It is a light blue. Uh, it's got, um, you know, it's got siding on it as opposed to brick or, or stone. And it had lots of big porches on the back. I think there's a big porch on the front. Uh, the air, open airy spaces, lots of white. It had a very coastal feel with blues and aquas. We'll include a link so you can see it for yourself and you can enter to win it if you want. And I thought one of the things I did like about it that I noticed is that it had a planked blue wood ceiling. Did you notice that in some of the rooms? I liked the ceiling too. I thought that was beautiful. And is it that, what's that That blue, the Southern blue that they say they, they paint the the porch roofs. It's kind of that blue. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really I can't sure think of the name of that blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on that too. But yeah, it doesn't really keep the flies off, which is what it, it's supposed to keep the mosquitoes and the flies right, off. Right, right. Really. That's that a joke. It doesn't do that. It's okay. a Southern joke. Ha <laughs> Oh, it's a joke. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it doesn't work. it's a joke as in it doesn't work is what I mean. Yeah. Well, speaking of the blue of the exterior of the house, that is pretty much, if anybody was thinking, well, Kelly says she doesn't like blue a lot, but then she says she likes navy and she wears blue, but the blue of this house is the blue I really don't like. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the blue I don't like. It's kind of powdery. I think it's kind of like old lady blue. I don't know. I don't like Mm -hmm. it. 
Okay. She's being honest. Take off the gloves now. Yeah. I mean, you asked me to ring in. I did. And then there are some some aspects of this house that I like. Uh, I might like it better in person. You know, maybe it has a better feel in person. It just seems like there's – it's nice. It's nice. There's nothing, you know, it's fine. But there's not a little, there's there's not that tension we talk about. Everything is just kind of going with the flow together. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's not something that's really, it's not that exciting, I think is what I'm saying. Well, it does have a canoe hanging on the wall in the in the where the stairs are the open all right stairs. maybe I missed that but so I that's kind of unique uh, now one of the things I was not too crazy about is the kitchen let's talk about that kitchen no it's I think it's t- probably about a twelve foot ceiling and they have the cabinetry going all the way up to the ceiling which I thought was a bit it was an odd choice mm-hmm. because I'm thinking you would not only need a ladder you would need a super sized ladder to get up to those upper cabinets. So I thought mm-hmm. that was an odd choice. The cabinets are a tan, uh, which isn't really that popular now. So I thought that was a bold, a bold choice. It's uh, kind of like a, a blonde tan too. I mean, yeah. almost mm-hmm. like Scandinavian, mm-hmm. but not, I don't know. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about that. And then I think the thing I really didn't like is, you know, I really don't like a herringbone pattern. And for the tile backsplash, it was a navy blue subway tile in a herringbone pattern and which I really disliked a lot. So <laughs> so the kitchen was not my I thing. liked the house last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you, well, yeah, you got to go there. It was sure I, it was nice last year. I don't know. There's I know. I think I agree with you with these cabinets going all the way up. Like that first of all for me at five foot three on a good day, not happening. Um and it just it would it's not a human scale. Like, I think well, I would always feel yeah. small in there. Not, well, and, and then nice. I'm just looking at the island. It's a tan, pink tan, and then it's got the kind of whitish gray countertop. It looks like a marble countertop. And I just don't feel like that works together. No, and then the floor is almost the exact same color as the cabinets. Yeah, so I think that's an issue. I do like all the windows. I like how open it is. Yeah. I did like that dining room with the. I leather, like the dining room. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. the that navy was my leather space chairs. I, saw. Mm-hmm. I love the porches, uh, and you can you can check these out for yourself and see what what you think. Yeah, I'd we'll put the link to, to this in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure. Hey, and you know what? If you win it, don't hesitate to invite us because we would come and then <laughs> we could make some changes. Like, let's get rid of that green paint. But well, it, yeah, there was some geometric wallpaper that I was not crazy about. I think that's kind of the mud room where the breakfast room kind of, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, but we did, but then they had that massive dog crate that was built in. Yeah, that's nice. That I thought was really nice. You don't have to look at those ugly dog crates, which we don't use those, but I know. I know. I would never, my, my dogs would be like, what is, are you going in there? Cause we're not going in there. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think you know, when we first got Molly, Evie was kind of afraid of her. And so I would thought, well, I'll put her in the crate at night because mm-hmm. Evie seemed afraid and she, but she wanted her in her room. Oh, and then we had it one night and she was like, nah, it's okay. So I, we didn't even end up using it. So out it went. Out it went. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a nice house. It's definitely worth a look. And I, I remember last year because I went, I think, my, I think you can enter every day to win, but they ask you like a zillion questions about these brands and things like that. I think my mom was entering like every day just for fun, but she didn't win the house. I don't know if they would give you my mom the house since I was there. They wouldn't let any of us enter. 
It's a it's oh. like a full time job to enter. But if anybody does it and wins, yeah, definitely invite us. Well, and, and then there's a, an interesting discussion about whether the people who win them actually keep them because I think a lot of them do sell them because I know often it's someplace it's where they don't really care to move to exactly anyway and then you have to pay taxes eh, oh you know that. careful yeah. what you wish wish for um yeah, so that was a good one I liked that one Anita Anita's coming up with all these hot topics I have to say it's been really fun I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are I love doing this part um I would be remiss you- if I didn't mention Team DTT. Oh, yes. The squad is filling up, ladies and gents. So if anybody wants to join us, don't hesitate. We will keep um, the membership open until Valentine's Day, which is coming up. And um, But after that, we're going to shut it down and like get the group really rolling. So you don't want to miss out on all that fun. So you could head to decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash team and check out uh, the details and find out how you can join us. Uh, we are super excited. We've got so many fun people and really enthusiastic people. And not only people that want to like, you know, interact with Anita and I, but that they want to interact with everybody else. I can't tell you how many people have said, and so can I put questions up there and everybody can give me their thoughts? So I think it's just going to be a really wonderful dynamic group. And we have so many things that we're excited to be sharing and doing with you guys. So really would love to have each and every one of you. So if you're considering it, go over and get the details and then sign up to join us. Yeah, I'm like, very excited about it. Yes, yes. Like our friend Jen is going to be doing. She is giving the Team DTT membership to herself for her birthday, which I, so I'm, we're so touched by that. And we just got the most wonderful email from her. And I'm not going to go into word for word detail, but let's just tell you, Jen B, this email made Anita and I feel amazing. And thank you so much. Um, In a nutshell, Jen is just really enjoying the podcast. She found us because she was struggling with her brown furniture. And as you all know, we have an episode about brown furniture. I have a YouTube a video about the brown furniture and it made Jen feel a lot better about her brown furniture and figure out ways to have it work in her home. And she loves decorating and all this, but you know, life is busy and kids keep you busy and things roll along. And she's really decided to make time for what she loves to do. And part of that is becoming a member of Team DTT, which is so exciting. And she's basically saying that she wrote this email to us to help her stay committed to uh, pursuing her passion and doing it in a way that she can, you know, during the course of her busy life, you know, where her family's at right now, and that she's really looking forward to being part of the team as, you know, in addition to to taking the time to pursue her passion of, you know, making her home a beautiful sanctuary. So we are so touched by it and um, looking forward to getting to know Jen B and everybody else uh, that's joined so far. So thanks, Jen, and thanks to everybody else who's um, already taken the plunge and joined the team. And we're going to get rolling really soon. We have a question today. From- oh, we didn't do our crushes yet. Oh, crush. <laughs> go ahead. I got out. Of- I have so many notes on my uh, pages today. You go ahead. Go first. Okay. I finally took the plunge and bought a sous vide. 
Oh, so a sous vide. That is, uh, if you don't know what it is, because uh, not that long ago, I had no idea what it was. So the way it works is you take maybe, it's usually for cooking meats. So like, let's say you had a delicious steak. You put all your seasonings and oils or marinade, whatever, on the steak in a Ziploc bag or a sealable uh, plastic bag. And then you put it in a pot of water. And then you attach this sous vide, which kind of looks like an immersion blender, but it kind of hooks on to the side of the pot or um, just a container. And then that heats the water and moves the water to cook the item, the steak or whatever, at a very slow temperature over a long period of time. So I cooked a lamb, a leg of lamb, uh, and it was in in the sous vide for 24 hours. Wow. Uh, and you might say- A leg of lamb. That's- Wow. Yeah. So when you might, then you might say, okay, but boiling, ew, that doesn't sound good. But what it does is it cooks everything. It basically is cooking and marinating at the same time. So the marinade really gets in there because you're cooking very slowly and it's not going to overcook. So you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, when I put things in the oven, I'm worried about, did it dry out? Did I overcook it? Did I undercook it? And in here, uh, you you just know it, as long as it's cooked so much amount of time, it's going to be fine. And then for the finishing touch, you take it out and maybe pat it dry. And then you kind of put it, saute it in maybe your iron skillet with some butter. And that does the browning on, on the outside. And then you're done. Wow. And I'm- I've tried several things. It's my fa- family loves it. They said it's the most tender meat they've ever had. I'm impressed. And don't well, they say that a lot of uh, high-end restaurants sous-vide everything and then they I just think, sort of, you know, grill it or broil it real how, quick or something? However can they – How I don't know how else they could do this otherwise because, right. you know, you'll get chicken. You just ordered it 10 minutes ago and it's cooked and it's super tender. And then I would cook chicken at home and think, well, I've been cooking this as long as the restaurant, <laughs> you know, supposedly right. was. And mine is tough as can be. But this is the way they do it. It's cooked – and it's a temperature. And that's the other thing is it's going to stay warm until you're ready for it. So the steak that we made the other night, it said cook for at least 45 minutes, but you can keep them in there for four hours. So Ooh. it's just kind of ready when you are. But the other beautiful thing about the one I found, and I'm, which is really cool, is it's an, there has an, it has an app for your phone. So you go on your phone. Now, you can just use your own, te- your own recipe. And find your own recipe for a sous vide and say it's this temperature for this long. Or you can go in the app. There's a ton of recipes on there. And what I do is I usually find some piece of uh, something similar, like a roast or a lamb, something basically the same size as what I'm making. And then I put my own spices and herbs and, you know, marinade on it that I choose. But then I choose that recipe on my phone, which connects with the sous vide. And I just say cook. And it turns my sous vide on for this for the correct amount of time at the correct temperature. Wow. I know. These things are getting so smart. Now, where did you get something like that? Is it a big apparatus? Because I don't like a lot of big stuff. No, opinion. that's what I'm saying. The sous vide is like the size of an immersion blender. Oh, that's the whole thing. Right. Now, I did buy a kind of a square container. Uh-huh to do the sous vide in, in case I wanted to do a larger roast or something, uh-huh. but you can just use one of your pots or pan, one of your pots, maybe one of your, um, soup pots mm-hmm. that you, that you already have. Wow. See, I, whenever I heard about this, like, I thought it was going to be like this gigantic, 
slow right. cooking sort of thing. You can buy them and they have the, the tub that goes with them, but I didn't do that. Oh, wow. Okay. Good to know. So like I said, I bought this basically square plastic tub that, that you can fill up with water and then you can, you know, you could cook a lot more things in there if you wanted to, but mm-hmm. you can just use a, a cooking pot, a stock pot if you uh-huh. prefer. And you just, it just shows you the water, where the water level needs to be. And here's the beauty of it too. You don't ever have to clean the sous vide or your pot because it's just had water in it. And then your steak or whatever has been in a, a plastic bag, a Ziploc bag that you just throw out. So it's pretty easy cleanup. I mean, I know you're going to brown it, let's say in a skillet on the stove, but mm-hmm. you know, if it's just been in there for a few minutes and you have your pot pan seasoned correctly, it's not going to make a big mess. Whereas sometimes when I bake something for hours, I have to scrub and scrub to get it Oh yeah, clean. that's no fun. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I, I just, I love it. And you know, I don't like a lot of gadgets because I think most of them, you end up buying them, you use them for a week and you're done. Yeah. This, I can tell I've used it for a week and now I, I'm sold. I'll be using this every week. Wow. I know. It's great. Impressive. Okay. So I have something different. It's um, it's a store. You Maybe you've seen some of them. Uh, they have brick and mortar stores. It's called Muji, M-U-J-I. It's a Japanese store. Uh, there's one nearby me in a mall that we have not too far away. There's one on Newbury Street in Boston that I've been to as well. It is is kind of a Japanese lifestyle store and everything is very well made. The clothes are tend to sort of the utilitarian, but I have to tell you, like I have my absolute favorite pair of just sort of kicking around the house pants, the coziest pants, the yummiest fleecy inside, really nice, thick, lovely, comfy, and, um, and well-shaped. You know, sometimes you get like sweatpants kind of thing that just look kind of baggy and dumpy. These look great. They have other cool things. I got a white linen shirt there um, around Christmas time when I was shopping. I got Peter some shorts there. And then they have all kinds of aroma diffusers. They have everything from napkins. I got some great linen uh, napkins, sort of like an oatmeal and black striped uh, that you could use. I'm using in the powder room, but you could use them for dish towels. So they have all things for the home as well as clothing. Uh, they also have bedding. It's a really cool store. I think you would really like it, Anita. Everything oh, is well, very- I'm just looking. Yeah. There's not one in Texas. Well, you guys are pretty hipsters there. I bet you're going to get one pretty soon in Houston. I think they're spreading all over the place, but you well, can really, also buy online. Well, I hate to say it looks like it's West Coast and East Coast, and that's it. Oh, well, maybe they're going to have to fill in the middle soon. So anyway, you can buy online. So I'll put the link to – it's you know, muji.us.store, I think. And But I'll put the link in the show notes. I've gotten a lot of cool things there. And um, apparently they have a Valentine's Day gift guide that you could check out. Well, great. Well, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I jumped a little ahead, but now we're back to our question. Yes. So it was um, Jean H., and I sent Anita the photo because, you know, that's how we had to decide what we were going to say about this. So I'll explain it. Anita, do do you want to explain the the question and how the photo looks Well, it looks like it's kind of a, a... 
two-story room. And I can't remember. If, I think there was, I don't know if there were stairs there. But yeah, so I think it's on the landing of the stairs, but it's open. The staircase is but it's open. It's very open. So there's a, a window that looks like it's, see, it's hard to tell. But I'm going to guess maybe it's like four feet tall and maybe two and a half feet wide. Mm-hmm. But it's way up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And so she's got a vase in the window and she was wanting to know about uh, what she should use for window treatments. Is that my par- Yeah. My so what do you do? It looks like it's a double sash rectangular window. Well, it looks like a beautiful window, meaning there's lovely trim on it. And so it's, this is Jen, right? Um, I think it's Janine. J-E-A-N-N-E-H. Okay. Mm-hmm. Janine, mm-hmm. I think you don't need any window treatment. I love seeing the the bare windows without anything on them, but I use uh, shades and things if I need them for privacy. And I, if it's so high up, I don't think you need it on that wall. So I would just leave it with nothing on it. What do you, what do you say, Kelly? I think that's definitely a viable option. I think it's a very good option. If she wanted to put something on there, maybe you know she feels like there's too much light or something like that. I would just go with a Roman flat sort of waterfall style, something really simple and do it, um, inset it. So inside mount and maybe just do, do it in a very, a a neutral, I wouldn't draw attention to it with a pattern or anything like that. So maybe just something very close to the color of the wall or the color of the trim and, if I was going to put something there, which I think Anita's option of not putting anything is very good, but if I was going to put a room in there, I would do the top-down, bottom-up option because you're probably not going to be moving it too much. So if you just wanted something, you wanted to add a little softness and some texture there with the fabric, then you could just have it halfway up or three-quarters of the way up, you know, something like that. You wouldn't have to have it closed all the time or open all the time. But I don't think you really need anything either. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say. If you put something there, it's really not going to be practical unless it's remote control operated because it looks like it's, you'd have to get a ladder to raise or lower any shades. Yeah. Or you'd have to have these long cords, which not, wouldn't look so great. Mm, No. So just, just kind of think about that. So yeah, but it's, it's, it's a lovely window. So yeah. And I, I would say, I know why you put the vase there. But I would, if you're not going to keep it, if you're not going to put a window treatment on there, I would take the vase down. Well, I think you'd need to take it down either way. Even if you did put that up, right? You'd have to take it down. No, I mean, if you put a window treatment, it would clearly have to come down. But if you did nothing, I would still take the Mm -hmm. vase down. I think think? I would too. Yes, yes. I don't, yeah. I don't think you need it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's doing anything to enhance the window. I wish I could see the rest of the room. I bet it's really pretty. So thank you so much for that question. I bet a lot of people have that kind of question. So it's, you know, it's a window that's sort of in an odd spot and and so you, and it's kind of off to itself. So sometimes if privacy is not an issue, Anita's advice is the one to take. Just, you don't need to do anything and think of all the money you just saved and then you can go do (laughs) something else. Go, go, go get yourself a sous vide or something with the money you saved on the shade. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We had a lot of fun. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, 
any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.